0: Made with Jess. This is your host Jess Kissling, and welcome to today's episode. You guys, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you're having a fantastic week. I hope you have a great weekend coming up. I have been getting ready for a retreat that I am hosting this weekend in Utah, and I'm so excited. But this week has been a whirlwind. It's gone by so fast, and. I really wanted to do something a little different for this podcast, so I posted on my Instagram about um, questions and doing a Q&A. So this episode will be a q and I snagged a few questions from the ones I got on Instagram, and maybe I'll do these here and there because there's some fun ones on here. There's also a few that made me really think. Um and <laughs> the one that really struck me was somebody asked what my favorite Bible verse was and why. And to be honest, I can't think of like one favorite. And so I really want to dive into that and like figure out which one is my favorite. So thank you for that. (laughs) That is one aspect of my life I'm really working on improving is spiritually. So I really need to dig in and there's a lot that I like, but I really need to figure out which one's my favorite and dig into why, because I think it's always changing, too. It seems like different parts of my life, I have different favorites and and for different reasons. So if that's something that you guys, too, think about that. If you guys want to connect with me, let me know yours. Let me know why. I think it's a really cool topic. So the biggest question I got was about the retreats, actually. So for those of you that don't know, I started hosting women's retreats um, last May, in 2022. And the first one was in Park City, Utah. It was phenomenal. Had incredible women there. It was incredible. The reason behind the retreats was I really, I was actually hiking one day and I just thought, man, women need to experience this. And yes, men too. But as a woman, I feel like we are bogged down with a lot of daily life stuff. There's laundry, there's dishes, there's kids, work, errands, so much to do. And I feel like we don't put a lot of priorities on ourselves, and especially in the outdoors. So it just kind of hit me. I need to do a retreat and knowing nothing about retreats or how to host them or what to do, I decided to book a house and did it. So it was fantastic. I wanted to do one last fall, but the stars just didn't align. It just didn't work out. So this winter, I got thinking I really wanted to do one before it got super busy and super hot in Moab. So it's not the best time of the year to to do one end of February. I, I feel like the first of the year is just always kind of a whirlwind. So I was super excited that some ladies were wanting to go. We're going to be in Moab this weekend and I could not be more excited. There's so many incredible things to see and do there, but I really wanted to hit it before the busy season because when I was younger, we went down to Moab constantly and I loved it. It was one of my favorite places. We'd go jeeping and had a blast. Moab has so many fun memories for me, but over the last few years, it has gotten so busy that it's just not quite the same as it was when I was growing up but my family and I went last year around this time and it was really fun. There wasn't as many people it was it was just kind of low-key kind of like I remembered as a kid and so I really wanted to experience that with the retreat so we will be doing that and I'm so excited. I really just want to encourage women to be in the outdoors to, form bonds and relationships, friendships, to realize that you're not alone in what you're going through. We all struggle with, with things similar, some not so similar, but we're all going through this life kind of, I don't want to say a hot mess, but kind of, I mean, I feel that way sometimes, but that's not abnormal. I think everyone feels that way, right? I mean, even though we try to get our shit together and look the part and, and do everything we can to have our lives together, there's not any one person that has it all together. There's not any one person that does everything perfectly and feels no insecurities and no disconnect or like they need to improve or I don't wanna say move past certain things in life, but but yes, there's there's certain traumas, experiences. Um, depression, anxiety. There's a lot of things that we need to work on in our life. That's just the human experience. But I really, really think that being outdoors, pushing yourself, doing hard things, doing things that scare you, make you uncomfortable, those are the things that bring a great life. Those are the things that help you conquer that depression, that anxiety, that fear, the social aspect of it. I know it is very uncomfortable to And some of these women are flying, driving to a different state and meet people that you've never met in person before. That's scary. I get that. And that's part of why I wanted to do it. Because once you leave and once you realize these women are incredible, these women are going through similar things that I am, they have a love for their families, for their life, for themselves, but maybe they just aren't taking the time for themselves, And so being a woman that was that way for a long time, I didn't do a whole lot for myself. And once I started, everything shifted. That's when things shifted, being outdoors more, taking time for myself, working on my mental, my physical, my relationships, taking the time to work on things versus just going through the day kind of haphazardly or just putting out fires as they show up it changed everything. So I really want to encourage you to get outdoors, go have fun, do something for yourself, men and women, but you women especially, it's very hard to take time to go have fun or go do something you enjoy or something that pushes you. When you have kids at home or a husband at home or even if you're not married and have kids, you have responsibilities and And even if it's just that warm couch and Netflix, that's really, really comfortable. Get up, go do something fun, go enjoy life. There's so many things that can pull us in as far as social media, technology, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, TV shows. That's just comfortable. It's easy. We can kind of sit in our little box and and not adventure out and not explore. And it's kind of it feels safe and comfortable. But the more you expand that and explore life and explore different places and things, there is a joy in that that you can't find anywhere else. You can't find that in your Instagram. You can't find that in Netflix. You can't find that cozy, comfied up on the couch. So I really, really, really want to ask you and challenge you to explore more, do more, adventure more. Go do something that scares you a little bit, but also brings you that excitement, that twinge of, of anxiety that's like, you know, really fun, that adrenaline. Do something for you. And so, yes, the retreats are, I, my goal is to do at least two a year. So one of the biggest questions was when is the next one? So in my, in my planning, I want to do one this fall. I haven't decided on an exact date yet, but I will keep you guys updated. Um, if you want, there's a connection through my personal Instagram at Jess, J-E-S-S-K-I-S-S-L-A-N-G at Jess Kissling on Instagram. In my bio, there's the link to the private retreat page for women. So if men, if you're interested for your wives, share that with them. I won't allow any men into that group just because it's private and has, you know, personal details and stuff on where we're going to be and what we're doing. So I'm keeping it all women, but there will be more. And I really want to do one here in my hometown in Uinta Basin. And so I think that I'll try and do one of those a year, a bigger retreat weekend, and then I'll do two out of town retreats a year. So if you're interested in that, keep following along. But for the next one, plan on this fall. I'm thinking probably October. So, but like I say, keep in touch. I'll let you know in, you know, three, four months in advance to where you can plan and we can go do something awesome. So thank you guys for your questions. They have made me think. <laughs> they have made me really contemplate some things. And I had to talk to my husband about one of them. The next question that I'll answer is, what's the secret to your beautiful marriage? And first off, thank you. I I love my marriage. I love my husband. I love the relationship we have. It's not perfect by any means, but it's pretty dang close. I always, I always feel like we kind of... I don't want to say have to try but we just work and yes we try but I think both of us are just aware of the other's feelings and life like we just want to live this this life that's really close to what the other one wants but I would say if there's a secret in quotes it would be we have a lot of fun we laugh a lot we're playful with each other we're like little kids at times And I love that about my relationship. I love that we can laugh together and have fun together. It's not just this like business arrangement where we, you know, have a house together and kids and we just have to be professional adults. Like we are little kids and we play, we tease each other. Like it's just a playful, fun marriage. But I would say the other thing is I don't feel like one of us is like, and I will put in end quotes again, the boss, like neither one of us is like the boss of each other. And if one of us wants to do something, we talk about it. But it's not like I'm going to tell him like, no, you absolutely cannot do that. And same goes for him. He won't tell me like, no, you absolutely can't do that. We know each other well enough. And we know each other's wants and goals and dreams to where if he wants to do something, and it's not going to put our family in like trouble financially or whatever else like cool like I'm excited for him and I feel like that in today's society isn't as there seems to be like one that's like the boss or you know you hear the term like where's the pants in the family I feel like a marriage is a partnership we have to work together there's not one of us that's going to be like dominant over the other Unless I mean, I'm I'm gonna say that's not what works, but in my relationship that's not that would not work in my relationship. So I'm just gonna tell you the, the secrets to kind of what's worked for us and that is that's it. We're playful with each other, we love each other, we respect each other, we talk things out, we respect each other's dreams, hopes, goals. And if if something doesn't work, then yeah, one of us will not do it or not get the thing or not, whatever it is. But there's that respect of respecting the other person's opinion enough to respect that. But also having the respect of even if it makes me uncomfortable or I don't understand it, but it's not doing any harm and it makes them happy, like, awesome. Like, and be excited for them. Like, even if you might not really understand it, I mean, my husband loves trucks, cars, like he's built multiple vehicles in our marriage. And at first I didn't quite understand it. (laughs) Like, I will say it probably was within the first few months of us dating. We went down to Lake Powell with some family friends and he had found a 69 Camaro in Las Vegas. So we drove down while we were there and picked up his Camaro. And then for the next probably year or so probably more than that. He worked on his Camaro. He read you know, motor and seats and gauges and like he redid the whole thing. And I really didn't understand it. I, I, to be honest, like as you know, an 18 year old girl, I felt like he wanted to spend more time with this car than he did me. And it took me a long time to understand that that wasn't the case. Like he just was very passionate about this car. He'd wanted it from the time he was little the, that was his favorite car and he wanted to rebuild one one day and now he he'd sold that one a few years ago probably eight years ago and then recently about geez probably a year or more ago bought another one and has started on it and then he has multiple trucks that he's worked on but it's never since then been an issue because I know that's his passion that's his love he is his hobby it's his time that he spends doing what he loves and I love that so it's gone from that 18 year old girl with the scarcity mindset of oh man he wants to work on this car more than he wants to hang out with me no like he loves the car he loves me but I didn't have hobbies at that point really I didn't have something I was that passionate about so I really didn't understand it but now knowing that that's his passion that's his hobby that's what he loves to do it, it excites him I am right there with him cheering him on. I love the cars, the trucks that he's built. Just probably not as much, but really close to as much as he does. So I understand why he's never put us in financial danger. He's never it's never caused any issues that way. Yes, there is some random junk parts around my house, but that's just the name of the game and I've I'm cool with that. But really understanding that The person you're with has goals, dreams, loves, passions, and to be there supporting them, cheering them on and supporting them in any way you can is phenomenal because not only do you get to do that for them and be that person for them, but also when they see you be passionate about something or want to do something, usually they're going to do the same for you, support you, even though they may not understand it. They will be there to support you and help you in any way they can. It's a beautiful partnership. So that's kind of my two cents on it. I'm not saying this is like going to be everybody's perfect situation. But this is what's worked great for us. And I love it. So thank you for that question. The next one. (laughs) And this one is crazy because it kind of coincides with the last question a little bit this question is what is the biggest self-limiting belief that you've broke through and how and this one took me a while I really had to think about this over over the last night and and this morning because there's been a few and there's still a lot that I'm working through there's still some that pop up different ones there's been a lot in the past I have been very insecure very Self-limiting person, um, and starting to break through some of those has been really hard. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's it's hard, but it's been really really good. So I would say the biggest one will coincide with Colt, with my husband. Um, And before I get too much into that, the reason I knew that was, and this might sound a little weird to you, but I'm going to challenge you to do something. Um, I have in my notes a, a notes area that I put lies that I tell myself and I literally just one day brainstormed and just like literally just wrote down every single lie that I told myself or that I was telling myself and one of them that was on there that really struck me and kind of surprised me because I really didn't think about it a whole lot but it was always there was that I didn't feel good enough for him I didn't feel like a good enough person to be with my husband I felt like he was so much for farther above where I was that I didn't deserve him and that really messed with me so really digging into that of why I felt that way and what I could do to help that because it's never fun thinking like my husband's too good for me like he should probably find someone better like that's not a cool way to believe like that's no way to live so really digging into it and I'm like, you know, it really hit me one day that it's not that I'm not good enough for him, but I wasn't using what I had. I wasn't reaching any potential that I had. I wasn't doing anything out of the ordinary. I was just living day to day. And, you know, like I said before, putting out those fires as they showed up. So, once I realized that it was more me that I had issue with than it was him. So, I realized I can really be whoever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do. I can achieve whatever levels I fight for and work for. So it really turned from I'm not good enough for him to I need to become to where I feel like I am doing everything I can to be the best person I can be, not only for myself, but for him to where we can work together and have a strong marriage, a strong friendship, a strong partnership, a strong relationship. I wanted to feel like we were both working hard and being the best people we can. I feel like he does that naturally. He is an amazing person. So once I really just flipped the script on, I have to work harder to be a better person. Because my self-esteem was like in the dirt. Like in the dirt. (laughs) I didn't feel good enough for anyone. So having this incredible husband was hard because he kind of mirrored everything that I wasn't feeling I was as a person. Like, he's incredible. He works hard. He's thoughtful of people. He's kind, but he takes no shit. Like, he's just... He's an incredible person. He's funny. He's fun to be around. People just love him, which they should. He's incredible. But I didn't feel that in myself. And so, while it was a limiting belief about him, it was more about me. So, changing that and realizing that, like, I just need to level up. And that belief is gone. Like, I honestly... He's incredible. I love him. I'm grateful for him. But I feel like we're, we're both working on being great people and raising these great humans, which is another thing that is just, this world is so crazy. Raising humans is is a hard thing. It's the best thing in my life, but like it's, I was thinking about it this morning. I was like talking to my son and I want to raise great humans, but when we want to coddle these kids and just love them and protect them from everything, it's so hard because that's not going to help them. <laughs> so this took a different little turn, but um one of the questions that really coincides with this is the best thing about being a boy mom and the best thing about being a girl mom, because I have a, a boy and a girl. I have one of each and so blessed and so grateful for that, but they are so different. It's so different. There's, I mean, my son is like (laughs) he's an incredible little dude and my girl is she's an incredible she's almost a teenager but like being a boy mom and being a girl mom if you have one of each is so different like they are both so different not just personality wise but like being a boy and being a girl they're so different hunter is like my little sidekick he has been since he was little and so seeing him like grow up and I want to raise him as a, you know, a good man. I want to raise a good man that will be good for not only himself and his family, but society and for his kids. And I want to raise a good man, but, and any of you moms can probably relate, but it's hard because I want to protect him, love him, nurture him. Like I want to be his mom, but also I have to say, okay, no, like, (laughs) I want to raise this strong man. And he's, you know, he's eight, so I can still love him and kind of nurture him in certain ways, but I'm starting to have to kind of let Colt take the reins on certain things and hold back when I want to, like, come to his rescue and let him kind of fight his own battles and learn things for himself. And that's hard, but it's been the best thing because he is a sensitive little thing. So I need to really work on nurturing that that sensitive Amazing, loving, caring side that he has while also making him this strong, capable man. So, being a boy mom is incredible, but being a girl mom is incredible too. So, my daughter is this artistic, creative. She literally excels at all the things she does. Like, she's incredible. She's beautiful. She's witty. She's kind of a smart ass. It's one of those things where she'll say something and we have to laugh and then be like, dude, that's not very respectful. You can't say that, but she's incredible too. And I want to raise her to be the strong, independent, fierce woman while also, you know, having her learn to cook and sew and do things that, and yes, I will say the gender roles that a woman does to where she can be caring and nurturing and loving. But also I do want her to be a kick-ass strong woman. Like that is something that's powerful and beautiful. And I think is very undervalued in a lot of ways. I don't want her to be this independent, doesn't need a man, doesn't need anybody. But I do want her to be able to be confident in who she is and her capabilities and be able to take care of herself in certain ways and then be able to find a man that is incredible and can take care of her and support her and love her in a in a great way, so being a boy and girl mom is so different, but they're incredible in their own ways. And one of the questions was, um, "What is your favorite quote and why?" I love this question because words and meanings are so different to everyone. I think there's so many quotes that I love, and there's so many different ways of saying things and people interpreting things that's super super different but really cool and it affects people differently but it's kind of funny my favorite quote is from Rocky Balboa if you know me you know I love the Rocky movies I absolutely Rocky's probably one of my favorite like I guess characters I just love it so the quote is actually one step one punch one round at a time one step, one punch, one round at a time. And he says this and it's it is meaning about boxing, but it really hit me in that moment because it's it's life. I mean, we have to just keep taking one step at a time, one thing at a time. This goes for everything. This is physical fitness, this is personal development, this is relationships, this is at work, this is everything. This is even just sometimes day-to-day, like just getting up and just moving just keep moving forward just do one thing and then the next do not worry about different steps from now till like forever like I was actually at um, a flying event and I can't even remember who said it I will look it up and put it in the notes but he was talking about how you don't need steps three through five right now work on step one get that done then work on step two Then move to step three. Like You don't need to know every single thing that needs to happen down the road. Just start and keep moving forward from where you're at now. Yes, having a general vision is great. But things change so much down the road that sometimes you're going to have to pivot anyway. So just starting and keeping moving forward. Just taking that next step, that next punch, that next round. Just keep going in those increments. And it's amazing how fast things go and how far you will get versus trying to tackle the whole project at once or tackle everything at once or overthink everything and not even take that first step that first punch so that is my favorite quote I love that question so thank you guys for the questions I only grabbed a couple of them but I just I didn't want to run on too long with this podcast I just I really want to expand and and reach different topics of conversation. And, and yes, while I do want to explore the outdoors, there's so much more to this life that I feel like is kind of just covered up or swept underneath the rug. And people don't really want to discuss or talk about because it, it might shine a light that makes you uncomfortable or it might bring up something that you're not really wanting to handle or deal with or talk about, but that it needs gone through. There's one thing over the last little bit that has really been, I'd say, a kind of predominant focus of mine is really facing every little thing that's making me uncomfortable and shining a light on all the little nooks and crannies of my life and working on those bringing them to light and really dissecting why and then really working on either solving the problem or figuring out why it's a problem because if we just shove things in the corner or sweep things under the rug and just kind of try to ignore it it's just going to become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it becomes more anxiety more stress more worry instead of just tackling the problem and moving on with life There's a lot that other people can help us with. There's a lot that we can do ourselves to really put all that worry and anxiety to the side. I mean, yes, we're always going to have a little bit. That's life. But really working on shoving the big things that are in your mind, kind of casting this huge shadow and really just dealing with them and moving on. So thank you guys. I hope you have an amazing week, amazing weekend can't wait for this retreat so I'm gonna finish out work week and then head down to Moab and experience a great weekend with some incredible ladies there it's wild how you can create these friendships with people that live hundreds of miles away like it it's incredible so I can't wait to meet these ladies in person and get to know them better and create better friendships so with that I will talk to you guys next week and we'll See you later.